Welcome to the Inspiring Heights Podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Kaiser, and I am so excited to be here with you today. Inspiring Heights exists to walk alongside you as we learn to create healthy rhythms, flourish in our faith, and be inspired where our feet are. We're honored that you're with us today. We can't wait. Let's get started. Friends, in episode 12, I get the honor and privilege of having a conversation with my good friend Priscilla. Priscilla is the mom of two beautiful children and the wife of an airman in the U.S. Air Force. I thought in honor of the 4th of July, it would be a really fun opportunity to chat with a military wife who sacrifices so much for our country as her husband serves in uniform. This episode was really, really fun for us to record. We're friends, and I think you'll hear that on this show. It was really good to catch up. Uh, but it's also really meaningful and impactful. Priscilla has some really good insight into what it's like to be a military family. Specifically, we zoned in on what it's like for military families to move into a new community. And we talked about how, as civilians, we can uh, welcome military families with open arms and support them in their journey as they serve our country. So with that, I hope you enjoy this show as much as I did. Here is my conversation with Priscilla. Well, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited. I like to start by telling our listeners how we know each other. I remember the first day that you came to work at Bethany. I I would love for you to tell your recollection of that day. Of the first day? Well, I joined because I have always had it in my heart that I wanted to give back and join a nonprofit. So at some point in my career, I knew that that is where I wanted to be. I could never get Cagney's name right. Um, I, it just is never, never a name that I had never heard before. And so I had to write it on my hand, actually, on the first day. <laughs> I had to write it on my hand because I could not remember her name. And so finally she said, you can call me Cags for short. And that helped me immensely. So <laughs> I met her, I think it was just kind of a whirlwind of just trying to adapt to what you guys were doing, how it was being done, the processes and procedures that were implemented at that time. And kind of just going through the motions of, of learning everything and learning the ropes of nonprofit. Yeah that's, yeah, that's what I think I remember, unless you're thinking of something specific that you may re- <laughs> you may remind me of. I remember that I set off the oh, fire you set alarm. Off an alarm. You set off an alarm now. Okay, that's right. That's right. <laughs> the-, the whole fire department showed up. Yeah, in their ladder truck and everything. And I was like, oh... Welcome to Bethany. <laughs> okay, I do remember that now. I do remember that. But at least that's great service for Rapid City. You know, they, they were out there in a hot minute. So. <laughs> they were. They were. <laughs> we worked together for, what, three years? Almost. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Time flies, but that was great. When I think back of that adoption journey really, really helped me out in life. I feel like I really grew from that experience. Yeah, yeah. It was a really, that was a fun time. We had a really great team and, oh, Remember I we were always planning memories. your wedding? Like, even, like, three years before you ever even met Ben, we were already, like, planning your wedding, I remember. Oh, legitimately. Your oh, winter yeah. wedding with your, you wanted, like, a fur jacket, and I just yeah. remember that. On your parents' farm or something. Yeah, 
And I didn't have a fur jacket. It was a jean jacket, but I legit had a winter <laughs> wedding on my parents' farm with a jean jacket. Yeah, <laughs> it was I just perfect. missed out. I missed out on some of the best things, I'm telling you. And I, I that was definitely something that stood out, is missing out on your wedding, Vanessa. Like, because yeah. we had just talked about it years in advance, and Ben didn't even know about it yet. But it, <laughs> we thought of and prayed over, for sure. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So you have some experience with being a military wife, and I just, I have such a special place in my heart for you and your family and all the military personnel and also their spouses and their families. And I just, I got the privilege of just getting to see firsthand when I got to work alongside you what that was like, and it's a huge sacrifice and I think altogether too often we can forget that. We can forget the sacrifice that our military men and women make, but also their families as well. And so I just want you to tell us what it's like to be a military wife and to have kids whose dad is in the military and what's the best thing? What's the hardest thing? What do you want people to know about it? Yeah, well, thank you for that. So the life of being a military spouse is is not glamorous at all. So I've definitely seen it take its toll on many, many marriages. So at this point, Matt has been in the military for about 14 years. So crash that threshold together. And we've seen a lot. We've definitely had some highs and lows during those 14 years of, you know, being separated for very long periods of times and you know, what that does to a marriage and, you know, being by yourself, being forced to be, you know, overly independent at times. And I think just dealing with the challenges of the military and and what that entails of just off shifts and the schedules and the craziness that goes with it. I truly do believe that the military is not for everybody and not everybody is designed for the military because Again, I I have seen a lot in the 14 years of very close friends of just not being able to do it or, you know, their marriage being under attack during different times. And, you know, the devil comes for you, you know, and in any type of way, whether you're together apart, you know, he comes for us all. And it's in, you know, those positions when you're you're doing great, but it's also in those positions when you're very vulnerable as well. And so I've been able to see that and it's hard to sometimes go through some of these seasons. Sometimes you wish those seasons would speed up. Sometimes you wish they would slow down. But ultimately, through each season for me personally, I feel like I like myself a little bit better on the other side of it. Sometimes it's really hard to go through them and to actually seek out what is God trying to teach me during this season and during this time. Yeah. But after coming out of it, you can really look back and kind of just see like, wow, like, wow, God just got me through that situation. And I didn't see it at that time. But now when a few months goes by or a year, you're able to really see that God was right there protecting you all along from something else, you know, or anytime, you know, I, I, get a denial for something or we're not going here, we're not going there, whatever. I I try to always look at it as that like, God's just saying no, because he doesn't want us there for a specific reason. Like our job, our mission is not done here. Our mission is not there. Maybe it is, you know, in a, in a year or two, maybe it's never going to be there. Uh, But I try not to ever question God anymore. And I think specifically for me, like after this time period of just 
being in this life and doing this life with Matt, I think I've really grown to learn not to question God nowhere near as much as I used to. Take it for me. I was always questioning everything. <laughs> Just a, a mess sometimes, you know, of like, why, why doesn't, why doesn't he want me to have this position or why doesn't God want us to move? Or why are we here longer than, than these people here? Or why do we have to go there? Why does God need you again? You know, why, why does God need to use you and, and take you away again? Or what challenges does this face for my child, you know, after you leave, you know? Yeah. And I think just taking a moment in those times and being like, okay, God, like, I don't get it and I don't understand it, but that's okay because there's no way I'm thinking like you, um, but just help me, help me in my, in my rationality and my brain to be able to understand your concepts of what you have in life for me is going to be far better than what I want or what I even think is obtainable in my life, you know? So that's definitely something that I've been able to take away uh, 14 years later. Definitely didn't show up there. Definitely have a lot of growing, hopefully <laughs> continuous spiritual growing. But that's where I'm at right now. Doesn't mean next week that I won't call crying being like, oh, I'm going somewhere else. You know, I'm going to Montana in a week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or you would like yes. that. But, you know, <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> I, I try not to, to question it as much. And when things are a no for me, I'm I'm just like, okay, a no doesn't mean bad. It could be that he was saving me from this, this, or this. Or God wants us in these specific states for our life to touch these individuals. And then when those individuals are touched and when we've been able to come as a blessing for these people, it'll be time to go to like a next mission. Back to your original question of just how do we make it work just by being tolerant, being flexible. And I use that word probably on everything because it's like one of my favorite words. Flexible meaning life is legit not going to go as planned in the military. I can have plan A through L and M is the is the plan. You know, that's going to be for us. Whenever I think I have something together in the military, they will tell me no like a million times. Um, over and over again. And I can either A, get frustrated over it every single time because I think my plan is better. Maybe it is better, more efficient, but it's not what's going to happen. But it's it's just the key to, to life, I think, is just being flexible and just going with the flow. Um, I can have my heart set on things all day long, but sometimes that's just not reality for us. Um, and we have to be able to adapt to different things. We got to be able to, to adapt to different lifestyles, to different cultures, to different states, to different countries, to different situations, to people of walks from all over, all different types of life. Um, I dealt with people with PTSD, dealt with people that have uh, taken their life over it, being in the military. I've watched spouses bury their husbands. I have watched countless and countless of marriages fall apart. I, I've just kind of seen it all. It's not to say that there's not some amazing parts of being in the military because being a part of this lifestyle as well has definitely got its rewards as well. The people that you get to meet, that alone, just being an extrovert, you know, being able to meet different people, 
and immerse yourself into their cultures and their states and what gets them hype about different things. I mean, really does do it for me. Just people are crazy, but I love their stories. I love getting to know people. I love getting to know what makes them tick. What are they good at? I just love learning about different individuals because you don't ever know what that individual has in store for you as well and what they can do for you. You know, being able to have these friendships from different states, different countries and the state connected, just like me and you. It's like you go a year and then you're like, hey, do you want to do this? And then like, absolutely, you know, like, And just picking up, like seeing your face. It's like picking up right where we left off in two seconds. I'm like, this is my girl. Like she's sunshine. Here she is all over again. Like, you know, and there's something really special about that. And to be able to invest into them. They're so beneficial for us to, to be together and to have a broader sense of community. You said that building community is really, really important. And it's one of the best things about being a military spouse. What does it look like? Um, Because this is one of the things that is so fascinating to me. I feel like military families get really short notice about where they're moving. And then it's not even though just, it's not just that. It's not like on June 1st, you're moving to Taiwan. It's like sometime in the next two weeks to two and a half months, you're going to move somewhere across the ocean. (laughs) <laughs> and then you're like, okay, neat. And so you talked about flexibility being really important. But then the other thing I've observed is when military families get to a place, there's not this like long on ramp of like getting settled in the community. It's like immediately, it feels like from my perspective, like you guys immediately figure out this is where we're going to go to church. This is where we're going to go grocery shopping. This is like going to be, these are going to be our people. How do you do that? And also, how can civilians in our in communities where we're welcoming military families welcome you well? Yeah, so that's that's a great loaded question. So that is factual. So when we do pick up and we start somewhere new, we like to dive right in. Um, and the meaning behind that is because we don't know how long we're going to be in that area. It could very much so be six months. It could be six years. We could spend the rest of our time there. Do we ever know that? No, we don't. So we have to live our life as if we're only going to be here for one or two years. And some people, not all people, but some people in this life will choose to enclose themselves. They decide that they don't want to branch out because we're only here for X amount of time. So I'm not going to put up the curtains beside me because by the time I get those hung, it's going to be time to go again. So what's the point of it? Um, And so you have people like that. And then you have people of the other mindset of we're going to love deep and we're going to love hard and we're going to go all in. And what that looks like to military families is that we get very comfortable with our community very quickly. So we love pretty hard on on people. Um, Once we realize that um, you're good for us and we're a good fit for each other, we're like, hey, this is my name. Do we want to be best friends? You may be able to relate that after I knew you for a very short time, I knew you were good for my soul and I knew you were a good person. And I instantly was like, can I put you down as an emergency contact for my kids? (laughs) And to this day, I believe you're still listed as one of them. Um, Even though it says they have to be in the local area, you you know, you're local 18-ish hours away, but we love pretty hard 
quickly uh, because we don't know when that next time is going to be. Now, although most people do like to stay in an area for, you know, at least a few years to get to know people, you know, and live that life, there's never, there's never telling. We don't ever truly know. They could say one thing, which they do a lot, and then it doesn't happen. So there's times where they're like, you're not going to move. And then that you get orders two months later. And then they say that exact same thing that you said, except it's like, you're going somewhere, but it's anywhere from two months to two years. So get comfortable in the unknown, you know, and just mm-hmm. living your life that way. So it very much so is a thing of just, we don't know. So either you're going to a become a hermit crab and keep to yourself and think like, I'm not going to take away that much from this community because I'm only passing by or passing through or you go all in and you just are like, okay, I'm here for it. I don't know how long I'm here for it, but you know, let's get started. And, and for my personal experience and in my opinion, uh, go all in, you know, there is nothing better than getting to know a different state, a different uh, culture, Uh, the history behind it, the history behind the people, then to literally just go smack dab into the middle of the community and get your hands dirty and start learning about them and meeting your neighbor. It's it's from chatting at people while checking out your groceries to talking to people who are pumping the gas right next to you to hanging out at the dollar store, you know, just get to know people because everybody has a story. So just getting involved and I think is the best way to start learning who your community is. And you can do that in different ways, right? Like military spouses, you can do that from PTA. Um, If you have kids, you can get involved that way. If your kids are in any type of sports, branching out into those communities when we don't know anybody and say our kids are both in gymnastics and we're going there and I see another fellow mom, you know, whatever, however old she is, young she is, you know, ethnicity, it's just like, hey, we got something in common because we got a little girl here. So what's your story? You know, um, it doesn't have to be that difficult. We don't have to come to the table with a great story or a great personality or anything like that. It's just kind of like come as you are, meet people um, and leave that impact and, and go on and enrich your life by having other relationships that'll serve you and benefit you in the long run. Because I truly believe we're better together. And just knowing people and getting to know people because people aren't scary for the most part. I mean, some of them are, right? But uh, (laughs) for the majority, you know, we just want to get into our community. What I would advise is for people just not to be standoffish about that. Um, On that same side, we have people who don't want to get to know us because they are thinking, I don't want to get too close to you. I don't want to befriend you that much because if I like you, I'm going to be really heartbroken when you end up leaving. And I always hate when I hear that. I see it with kids that are my kids age where they will tell them, when are you leaving? That's usually the first question is when are you leaving? And that question, you know, most of the time is, do I want to invest in you in this relationship? You know, I, I'm always like, tell them you don't know, because that's the honest truth. But a lot of times it can scare somebody into not wanting to get to know you because it's going to be time to go and you're going to have to to split up and, and live a different life. And that friend ends up leaving to a different state. So um, I see it on both ends for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm more often on the other end, you know, civilians being like, we don't really know, but I, I'll tell you, we're, one of the most reliable types 
yes, uh, community out there because we will come to your rescue. We will problem solve with you. We will literally be there, you know, in, in your dark time of need because that's what we know for ourselves. And we know what it's like to go through something tragic. We know what it's like to live alone. We know what it's like to not be surrounded by family of aunts and uncles and grandmas and parents. We know what it's like to deal with that. Wow, we're here to go through the hard times in life, not just the good ones, but, you know, the lives of, you know, people passing in your life or marriages and getting married and having children. Like we're here for it too. And we, and we love big, yeah. you know, we come in, you know, like a bomb, but I promise you it's, it's for a reason. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's so interesting. I've heard, I've heard people say that before too, about not wanting to invest in military families because we don't know how long they're going to be here. And it, literally just breaks my heart because some of my favorite people are in the military and I I've seen it right Matt was deployed when you were here we have another friend whose husband was deployed when when their family was here and then young kids and your single mom in it in a in a place you're not super familiar with right and so it's like yeah it kills me when that happens I'm like wait wait that's not the right approach and it's great to think like that you know it's great for other people to see that you know because not not everybody thinks like you that's the reality of it is that not not everybody has that same mindset um, when approaching military people but if people just invested more and just got to know them a little bit about them like they will find that for the majority military people we love quick we love big you know we are there for you just as much as you can be there for us and a lot of times we come with all these these insights of different knowledge from different things of like oh hey I actually you know unclogged a trillion toilets while my husband was gone. Somehow they always managed to get clogged while he's gone every time. And I think I bought like 17 different types of plungers, but I can tell you what works and I can tell you what doesn't work, you know, or I can tell you how to unthaw those pipes or what you need to know, you know, like there's just different things that we end up learning how to do because we're forced to, you know, if our spouse up and leaves, we have to figure it out ourselves, you know, so usually we'll go to YouTube or Google, we'll ask around in the community of, and then we'll try to do it ourselves, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but we bring that knowledge with us of like, we can do this, you know, whether somebody's going out of town, I know a lot of times people are like, well, we don't want to speak up because our problems, you know, don't seem big when, you know, we know what you're going through with that. And it's like, Please don't think like that. Please have the mindset of like your problems are important to me as well. And I want to be able to help you through those. I want to do life with you. No matter what you think your problem is, big or small, no matter what, we're here for each other. And that's how relationships grow is helping each other through hard stuff. It's easy to be friends with people when things are going good and marriages are going great and kids are doing good. But what about when someone gets cancer? You know, what about when somebody gets a death sentence? You know, what if, you know, somebody's husband gets this charge or DUIs or this or that? What are you going to do then? So we're here for that, you know, the good and the bad. And it, like I said before, life is better together. So the more people in your in your corner, in your circle, the better I feel like life is enjoyable and better. Oh, yeah, for sure. Where would you say your favorite community is that you have lived? It doesn't have to be South Dakota, by the way. So I know how much you love the South. I, you know, 
every state has its beauty. I, I would certainly be lying. So for four months out of the year, it's South Dakota. Four. <laughs> Just those four months where the snow and the wind isn't constant. I can assure you of that. <laughs> for now, my favorite community is the South right now, right? Where I'm at in Louisiana, life is great. Like I, we've talked about the unrelentless heat <laughs> that, that comes through here. I think the next 12 days are like 105 plus with, with the humidity. But for right now, it, it's going to be in Louisiana is, is where my favorite community is at, at the current moment. We have an amazing church that we are plugged into right now, uh, North Point Community Church. They are big advocates for being in the community and bridging that gap. Um, and, and trying to to be all in outside of the church, outside of those walls. And it's definitely something that has made me feel at home, something that I am 100% in alignment with of, you know, being the hands and feet of Jesus outside of church as well, you know, and, and trying to help as many people because you don't ever know who is looking at that time. But Four months out of the year, it is South Dakota. It is Rapid City, South Dakota. <laughs> so I just, I just wish those winters weren't as bad, you know. But um, yeah, I, I would definitely say that. But every single base definitely has a piece of my heart. Um, Oklahoma City, I, I cried when we first got there. You know, girl, I, I was crying. I was a mess. I was like, this is like, you know, podunk town. Like, um, like I didn't even understand like what my. <laughs> there and, and God had this purpose all along and it ended up being amazing and I cry every time I leave the state that I'm leaving I bawl my eyes out and I crawl into this little hole at the new base and I get so sad and you know it's just really hard to separate sometimes you know specifically yeah. South Dakota because you know when we had that pandemic people just had to rally together you know and I had the world's best neighbor, I would have to say she was absolutely phenomenal just was there time and time again, every time Matt got delayed, every time that news came that they were like, he's not coming. And at this point, they've shut the international flights down. He's not coming, period. I was like a mess, literally a mess. And every time she she would show up and be like, cool, that's fine. We're doing it. Okay. Not this time, not this month, you know, and she is literally just holds a, a piece of my heart just because we went through some some yuck together, you know, the constant delays. And it was a scary time to be alone and, you know, without family and just to hear like terrible news. I felt like the, the news got worse every week. When you come out of things, Vanessa, it's like so hard to see things when you're going through them. When you come out, I'm like, okay, God, like, you put these people in my life for a specific reason. And even when you have to go through hard stuff and you're alone, like you're never truly alone, you know, you're never truly alone. And I learned that more than anything after that pandemic happened was just like, I thought I was alone several times. I threw fits like I was alone, but I would be lying if I said I was alone because I wasn't. I had friends that became family that rallied around me and I had a terrific boss that literally was like, I'm looking out for you now at this point, you know, when she kind of engaged in my life and she just wouldn't take no for an answer, just yeah. being super stubborn, you know, how I am, like not open to seeking help. You know, that at some point it kind of forced me to have to open my eyes for that. And I'm just like, 
I shouldn't be like that because that's not what God wants us to do is push away help people who are willing to to help. They're doing it because they want to be there and to just be accepting. Sometimes you just have to say like, okay, I need your help. It doesn't, you don't have to be so independent as a military spouse. Sometimes, you know, we're bred that way. We're told you're so strong. How do you do this? I could never do this. And we're told that, that over and over again, but it doesn't mean that we have to reject help. It doesn't mean that we're too good for help. It doesn't mean that if we need help, that we're not independent, that we're not strong, that we can't keep it together. It's that we're human and we need help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> especially especially when spouses are gone, we need that help. And so definitely learn that through the pandemic and just being better with accepting help, you know, because we all need it. We all need it in different stages of our life for sure. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing for civilians in the community to know, like, when we befriend military families, we have to realize like, there's probably going to be times where we have to push a little to be able to help, but to understand why, like why there's that resistance to begin with, or why there can be that resistance to begin with, and loving hard enough and deep enough to keep going and say, I'm gonna be here anyway, like, it's okay, if you don't want me to be. I'll sit outside. You said it so well. Absolutely. Exactly. Just show up and do it because chances are if you just show up and you show up with that food, you show up with that smile, you show up with just like, hey, I got coffee. I know you're tired. Don't tell me you're not because I know you are or or something terrible is going on. You know, you know, is directly affecting that service member or whatever. Just show up because there there's a lot of people who it's hard for them to accept the help for whatever reason that may be. Um, I'm not speaking for all, but for, for those of us that it is hard for us to accept it. If you just show up, that's how it'll like just elevate our friendship that much more. Um, and we'll learn to trust in it in a whole different way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. One more question related to this topic. What do you know about God that I don't know being a military spouse? I know that every time that God takes my spouse away, whether that be two months, whether that be 10 months, anytime he takes them away, it is for a specific reason that is not up to me to figure out or to decide if it is appropriate because he knows something that I don't and he needs him at that specific time for whatever reason that is. Um, So for me, it's going to be that when God takes him, it's for a reason and that I don't need to fight it. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to like it, but I don't fight it. Um, I kind of, it comes with a lot more acceptance now of like, like, you know, self pity party for, Uh, you know, I don't know, a few hours, maybe a few days, depending on how long it's going to be a lot of preparation. And then we start praying over it. um, And we pray our way through it every time, like every single time, because there's some times in there where they get rough, for sure. And I don't think they'll ever not be rough for spouses. But then throw in a pandemic or throw in something crazy. You know, Um, I had a, a friend pass away while he was gone. And that that was really hard. That was really hard to to go through life with that season of, you know, feeling alone and just feeling that you had to do it by yourself. And on top of that, of having children, you know, but 
I guess we're just not as alone as we think that we are when we're saying it, because there is always a higher power that is right there waiting for us to lean on him. Yeah. Most importantly is like, God really, really does show up in those moments if we look, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, that's what I've learned during these moments for sure. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. All right. So because we are inspiring heights, we always ask our guests what has been inspiring them recently. I have been following a lot of homesteaders and gardeners and I have, I don't know, found a passion inside of me that I am really attracted to that, and which is crazy because I was always this big city girl. <laughs> and the longer I'm away, the more small town girl I start becoming where I'm like, I don't ever want to live in a big city ever again, you know, <laughs> and it just seems like, you know, every few years, I just want to get smaller and smaller. And so now I've been really inspired by seeing you know people no matter where they're at whether they have four acres of land or whether you know they're in a apartment in new york city like different homesteaders from different backgrounds coming together and like planting and growing their vegetables and living life that way canning oh my gosh i have a canning kit in my amazon cart right now So I have just been really inspired by these women who are just kind of living off the grid. I didn't, you know, know rabbit meat was such a big thing. I don't know if you've had it or not because you're, no, no? okay, just cows for you. Okay. Just cows for me. The cows. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I've just been really inspired by these amazing women who, who are doing this and they're able to provide for their family this way. And I think it's so cool and so fun. So um, obviously in South Dakota, your growing season is like two months before those snowflakes come, you know, Mother's Day and what is it, Labor Day or, or I keep getting Memorial Day, one of them. Yeah. Before that season is over. And I've just been growing tons of stuff out here, taking advantage of that. At every few months, I try to insert a new crop so that I learn it. Um, this summer has been corn, sweet corn mm. and blueberries. And so I've added that to my pile now. And I have been really, really enjoying gardening and being inspired by other people of creating food, um, all different peppers, tomatoes, cucumbers, onions, cilantro, dill, like I am literally trying it all right now. Although I failed like four times with green beans at this point. I just don't understand the soil, the pH balance and the humidity yet, but I'm going to get it. But yeah, so that's what I'm really inspired with right now is just watching a lot of women do this no matter where they're at in their area. And I'm cheering for them over here trying to do my own thing, you know, trying to walk in those same paths because I think it's really fun to, to be able to nourish that garden with your blood specifically sweat you know from the heat but um, all of those things to to make something beautiful you know you've got to have some dedication for gardening um, to be in this heat to begin with but um, it's a daily commitment you know two hours a day to make sure everything's okay pests watering everything soil Um, and so it's definitely been inspiring me so much so that I've taken it upon myself and you know I've been doing it and I'm gonna start canning at some point next next year canning and make my own clothes I don't know I love that that's fantastic 
<laughs> but oh yeah, just different stages of life of doing. And like I said, every every state has its beauty and it's definitely really rewarding. There's some great things about being a military spouse, the people that you meet, the friends that you get to have in your life that are life truly lifelong friends. The states, the beauty that that has, the culture, it's it's been so fun to to be involved in Louisiana culture. You know, we did Mardi Gras for the first time this year. That was just such a blast. The kids loved it, their culture, their music. I mean, just everybody out, just loving on everybody, just having so much fun. It's just a beautiful thing to be able to to see that different, how people live, you know, because mm-hmm. we all live differently. Out here, yeah, you don't do jackets. And so I have, you know, a whole wardrobe full of nothing <laughs> but really heavy, thick gears. that I'm like, what am I doing with this stuff? <laughs> But um, it's it's definitely very rewarding. I wouldn't change anything. Are there alligators there? Oh my gosh, yes, there are. So I so people are crazy here, and they actually swim in the lakes where they're gators. <laughs> um, and so they're always like, it's okay. They don't like people. They don't like the commotion. They don't like you flailing around. And I'm like, but you don't know. You don't know if that crocodile has like any kind of mental health issues. You don't know what the DNA is. You don't know any, you you can't say, you know, all alligators, you, you know? And so they're always trying to talk me into like getting into the lakes. And I'm like, no guys, there's full on alligators. Yeah, there are alligators all over the base. In fact, there was like a 10 foot alligator trying to get through the front gate, like literally trying to get through. They had to like ha- get a crane and like have it removed. It was literally 10 feet big. Oh my Um, But yes, there are alligators. There was one at the commissary like a month ago in this little lake, you know, a little river, like, I don't know, 20 feet from me. So yes, they are. Um, It's pretty wild. It's I don't go near water. I don't go near water. I don't go people live on the lake. They have houses that back up. And I'm like, aren't you guys worried? Like, you know, you're going to open this back door to have your coffee and this huge, <laughs> massive dinosaur is going to be right there and take you out. You know, I don't understand. I can't rationalize with Louisianans yet in that aspect. But and I don't think that'll ever change no matter how long I'm here. So we don't hear n- near water. That's probably something that I really miss about uh, South Dakota is that we could get up in those lakes. We could fish and not fear, you know, that a snake, a poisonous snake or a dinosaur was going to launch out of the water. <laughs> so for sure, I am missing all things water related in South Dakota. What about bugs and snakes? Like, do you have to like spray certain things around your house? That doesn't do anything. That don't do anything. Those <laughs> don't work on these. These things are like demons. So they do not work. The bugs start coming out in like February and they die in like December. So you have like a two month window when there's no bugs outside. And every single month, an additional bug comes out. So like the mosquitoes are as big as my fist, you know, um, it's pretty wild. And everyone just looks like they have welts all over their bodies because they're, or they've been to a paintball, you know, match because it's the mosquitoes. They literally attack. They're just something out of this world. You know that, you know, Jumanji where they see them like tap it on the glass. I swear they like, those are from here. Like those aren't, like that's where they got the idea from is like Louisiana. Um, The bugs are literally unreal. And currently my background has like a bunch of frogs everywhere. I don't know. They're coming out everywhere. I don't know. So it's, it's crazy here. The bugs, 
uh, the wasps. I never realized how many different types of wasps there are. We have red, yellow, blue, black, <laughs> orange. These are the ones that we have out here. And they're literally like two and a half inches big. So um, the red ants is something I've never seen. I've never been so fearful of any type of bug as it is the red ant here. So they will just eat you up and their bite literally lasts for like three weeks. So it's definitely a, a transition with that. You, you like go out in like rain boots because you're just covered. The bugs are literally everywhere. So um, definitely a thing here. You just get used to that too. Cause off don't really work either out here. So nothing really works on those. You just have to be prepared. Is it worth it to go outside and hang out with your friends because you're going to be paying for it, right? you know, later and whatever bites that you have on you. So it is pretty bad. I have a, I have a bunch of plants though that are supposed to repel it. Citronelle, lemon balm. So I do rosemary, lavender. So I do plant a bunch of those and have them on my patio. I don't know if they're doing any good. I also got a bug zapper. That thing broke with after like the fourth wasp I hit, you know, I think it malfunctioned. It was so big. I don't know, girl. It's just something else. So I'm just trying to ask me, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I will. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so, so much for your, yeah, for being here and sharing your heart. So fun. Yeah, thanks for having me and thanks for being so flexible again. I really appreciate your time doing this and um, I'm so happy to be able to support you in this way and I'm super excited to be able to to listen and see what you put together and to follow you and, and to see you live out this journey and this passion and this hobby of yours. I know everything you put your hand to, you know, turns out beautifully. So I'm really excited for you. Aww. I'm glad that you're doing this. I'm glad you're investing into your community friends, your military friends specifically, and on trying to bridge some of that gap. I really do appreciate you taking an interest in that and trying to shed some light to help us out. That that's really beneficial. And I really appreciate you taking interest in doing that, Vanessa. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, until next time, we'll see you soon. Next time. I'll see you later. (laughs) Bye. Friends, thank you so much for being here today. It means the world to us. Hey, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Inspiring Heights. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you're so inclined, go ahead and leave us a review. This helps for new listeners who haven't heard the podcast to kind of get a feel for what the show is like before they even hit play. If you have friends who aren't yet subscribers, share this with them if this is something you think that would be helpful and encouraging to them. Okay, friends. Until next time, take a deep breath and be inspired where your feet are. Bye for now.